You're listening to the EVs for Everyone podcast. My name is Elena Ciccatelli, an award-winning automotive executive, and I'm so excited to introduce you to some of the most dynamic thought leaders the EV economy has to offer. Listen in on honest conversations I have with the leading electric vehicle experts and uncover critical insights that will help you jump ahead and stay there. The electrification race is officially on, and these conversations have never been more important. So whether you're an automotive executive or just an EV enthusiast, this is the podcast for you. Let's get started. Natalia is here from A to Z Zinc, and I am excited to have her on the show. Natalia, how are you doing this afternoon? Hi, Lena. I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited to talk about this today with you. I am as well. And I would love for the listeners to get to know you a little bit better. So I would love for you to talk about your background, your background in automotive, Sure. Well, the first important tidbit for those of us that know me, my legal name is Natalia Geiner, but I go by Natasha. So I like to, you know, get that right out of the way so people don't get confused. And I have been in the automotive technology space for almost six years now, but my background is very much in automotive operations. I have worked for the shop organization for 17 years prior to helping on the technology side for them. Aaron Wallace, who is the founder and the chairman of the board for A to Z, had the idea that customer experience is really what drives the passion of the shop automotive group. And that has been generational and never ending. And so that experience for the client needed to improve. And his idea was to improve that experience through unifying the customer journey with a single person. A single person would be the one selling you a vehicle from beginning to end and advising you on the best opportunities for you as a client. And that's how A to Z started. We couldn't find any technology out there on the market to enable this idea. So we built our own. That's such a huge, huge part of the customer experience when you're buying a car, because really, a lot of times people think that buying a car is, you know, up there in pain, like uh, going to a dentist, right? So most people do not find it to be an enjoyable experience. So, you know, we need technology providers like A to Z to be able to get that customer experience in check. So with that said, Natasha, and I'm sorry, we should have clarified the Natasha thing in the beginning. I was like, wait a second. She just threw me a gigantic curveball. And now it, it looks crazy. Like I didn't even know your first name. But uh, we got that right out of the way in the beginning. Right, so right we're doing good. Right out of the way. Well, <laughs> Natasha, let's talk a little bit more about. So the one person sales model, how do you think that this is going to impact the customer experience as we move closer to mass adoption of electric vehicles? Sure. So from our perspective, we think of customer experience as in the entire buying journey. Whether you're looking to do your research online, whether you're looking to complete certain parts of the transaction digitally as a customer, we believe the customer doesn't particularly care or differentiate the difference between the car buying journey, whether it is in store, online, or someplace in between, or both. We do know that over 99% of clients still buy from a dealership and they typically finalize their transaction with some sort of a communication with somebody at the store, whether that communication is virtual, whether that communication is in person, which is why we here at A to Z focus on what we call the last mile of the sale, which is really where we believe there's so much breakdown in the customer experience. 
I think there's a lot of digital retail providers in the space that have made it more transparent and easier for a customer to understand their shopping journey. But I think the breakdown and miscommunication then has been the follow through, right? So, which is why we here at A to Z, we focus primarily on that one specific problem, which is the transitional problem in the end of the sale itself or the last mile. Not only do we help with the training part, which is what part of our company is involved in doing is customer improvement, sustainment, roadmap to change. We also just provide the technology. So when we first started out, we started out to solve this one problem for a dealer. And as you know, with everything in business, problems change. And so now (laughs) the problem that we're helping to solve is sure we can get a client all the way down to a one-person sales model, but we can also help them iterate their sales process, really change capacity, help them understand how much quicker the cars can really be sold. And I think with EVs, there's so much to your point, fear of, well, are we going to have a direct-to-consumer model from dealers? And the answer is, is EVs really that different on an animal than an ice car? (laughs) From the consumer perspective, I don't believe that we have ever really been able to ask that question. Do consumers believe that the journey of buying an ice car versus an EV car is actually going to be something different? I believe that the answer is no. If we don't solve for the consumer experience powered by employee experience, I don't care what kind of car we're selling, hydrogen, EV or ice it's still going to be a problem for a customer. And I think that our previous CEO, Chip Perry, put it best. He said, trust is in the very foundation of the purchasing experience, right? To where consumers simply don't trust dealers. And I think some of that is probably going both ways. And if you look at some of the surveys that he has performed when he was in charge of TrueCar, is dealers rate lower than politicians. That level of trust has been so disparaging. And for somebody that comes from the dealer world, for somebody that has my entire foundational family and friends that are in car business, that's very painful to hear and think about. So how do we fix the trust of the consumer in what we as dealers do? And I believe that's through transparency and really being able to give them the information they're looking for and not guide them to the answer we believe they should have. I don't think we should be thinking about the type of car we're selling. I think we should be more solving the problem of how we're selling it doesn't matter what we're selling. One of our clients, Brian Benstock, also says, we're trying to solve the mobility problem, right? So whatever that mobility or the channel of the mobility may be, doesn't really matter to us. We're here to provide or enable customer mobility. And that's it. A hundred percent. And speaking of mobility, that's been also a hot topic for manufacturers, automakers. So Natasha, what do you think is going to be important for EV manufacturers, right? What's going to be important for them to consider in the next few years here? I think right now the studies suggest that while EVs are driven, they're very clean and emission free, but the production of the batteries are highly intensive and they're highly intensive because of the mining and the refining processes. So I think people that manufacture EV cars should be focused on that problem of if we're trying to solve the carbon footprint 
by implanting the EV vehicles to be our vehicles of choice, then we should be solving the problem of how to make them more clean. Because if the batteries are more intensive to produce than the ICE cars today, and we don't have enough research to tell us how long the batteries actually last, we don't really have enough information to decide whether that's a good way to go or not a good way to go currently. And furthermore, you know, in places like California, for example, there is a pending mandate that everything needs to be electrified by 2035. So I think to somebody like myself, some of the questions that come up in my mind is, well, what is the economical impact? How could people afford to buy a vehicle that's on average cost $64,000? Because the average income for a person is less than that. So if you put 20% down, on a vehicle of that value, you're looking at over a $1,000 car payment a month. And I guess my question is, who can afford that? The affordability issue is such a hot topic right now, and especially now that we have more of the OEMs manufacturing. I talk to clients very frequently, and I think it's a really big concern for them because initially there were no cars to sell. People can't afford to buy the cars that they have to sell. And so the question I think becomes a lot is how trained are the client advisors in the store? And can they actually help solve the financial problem that customers are facing? Because to our earlier conversation, the problems change. So are we ready as dealers to solve those problems based on the resources that we have to put against the problems that we're trying to solve? And so If the customer on average, depending on the market, right, whether it's a luxury market or whether it is domestic or otherwise, if our average car payment is $1,000, imagine how difficult that is for somebody to consume that. Something that I've heard as well from some of my dealers is that they are seeing dual households merge to a single car ownership because of the affordability factor. Furthermore, you know, considering working from home, as something that they can do as well in order to reduce the overall expenses and keeping the vehicle for a lot longer than they have in the past because they simply can't afford to pay the new car payment mandate now. And so some people are just kind of holding off and waiting, but with the amount of pent-up demand that the market has uh, kind of put through COVID, if you will, and it's coming now to the surface, I still think people are going to be forced to buy cars because they really don't have a lot of choice, which is unfortunate due to the type of affordability crisis that we're facing. Yeah, there's so many different factors, and it's so interesting what is going to be ahead for this year. But I know, again, you and A to Z Sync are on the front lines, solving problems, getting ahead of customer experience. That's what I really admire about you guys. So I would love for you to share with the audience where they could connect with you and also where they can learn more about A to Z. Absolutely. And thank you. I'd love to chat with you anytime, Alina. And our website, a to zsync.com, uh, gives you a little bit of information about what we do and how we do it, what type of technology platform that we provide. And furthermore, we'll enable you to look at some case studies about some of the results that we have had with some of the groups with which we work with. Or any of your viewers are welcome to contact me directly at natalia.geiner at a to zsync.com.
Guys, I will put that in the show notes to make sure that you have that information. Natasha slash Natalia, it's been amazing to have you on the show this afternoon. Thank you so much for your time. This has been great. Thank you. Thank you, Alina, for having me. Have a great day. Thank you so much for listening to the EVs for Everyone podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, go ahead and subscribe to the show and leave a five-star review with a comment. We read every single comment, so thank you in advance. If you have an idea for an upcoming episode or you would like to be a guest on the show, go to evs4everyone.com slash contact. That's evs4everyone.com slash contact. Until next time, Keep charging forward.